Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show with Dave, Honky, Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and this is Rapid Reaction after the Minnesota debacle. I'm with producer Skip. Yo, uh, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream of Nebraska fans' tears. Oh, ooh, ouch. And I'm also with Hockey. I have nothing great to say right now, but I do want to introduce uh, the fourth member of tonight's uh, rapper reaction. I've got my brother-in-law, John, with me. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good evening. It was a bit of a struggle. A bit of a struggle. John uh, <laughs> gives us a bit of a, a offense and defensive line coaching experience. Uh, he coached in the state of Nebraska in high school level for six, seven years. So uh, it's it's helpful to have him with us. Uh, he sat with me watching the game. Dave, it was as painful from here as it was from uh, your lofty perch in Colorado watching it. Yeah, yeah. First of all, uh, I want to be abundantly clear. I was not at the game. This was not my fault. <laughs> Boomer was. Boomer was. Um, and uh, we had a lot of play-by-play from Boomer. Um, the, the crowd was slow to arrive there at, at the uh, the bank in Minneapolis. But I don't think I really played much of a factor because we really came out really lackluster. Not a lot of energy. Uh, it was Noah Vedral uh, behind center uh, today. And uh, but J.D. Spielman did play, made a play or two early. Uh, we lost Wandel Robinson, who was a spark plug early as expected to an injury. I don't know where that's going to go, but that's not good, Honk. Um, but at to your point, it was possibly the worst performance I feel like in Scott Frost tenure at this point in Game 19. Just from the standpoint of as Mac alluded to in the show last week, I mean, we felt like this was kind of you know, evenly matched teams, right? Uh, we, yeah. we were about in the same, you know, stage of our development. And and sure, we had two losses and they were 5-0, and oh, but, you know, you could see a lot of parallels. And um, we now know who was further along in their their uh, program, who has made more progress, and that right now is P.J. Flex, Minnesota team. Honky, uh, I don't know. What, what can you say about this one? Well, I'll say what we tweeted at the very end of the night, and it was, to be clear, tonight's performance is unacceptable any time at Nebraska, let alone game 19 under Frost. Uh, no excuses. We're not blaming Callahan, Riley, et cetera, for it. That Frost and staff, they own this. And at the same time, of course, we're not giving up. Absolutely not. We're not making any crazy claims. We're not calling for coaches to get fired. We don't need any major changes like that. We just need to keep getting better. And we need to make progress. And we've talked about progress a thousand times on this show. And what I can say is tonight feels like the absolute opposite of that. This we went backwards, not, it felt like. It felt like we went backwards. And that's not a knock on Vedral. But it just was, you know, John, this is where I want to kind of you know, bring you into the conversation. This did not feel like if you looked in, in the trenches, offense or defensive line, I mean, did, did it look like we looked any better this week than we did at any other point this season in the, in the line? Absolutely not. And, and Coach Frost talked about it tonight, that we got pushed around a, a little bit tonight. <laughs> I think there would be a little bit more than just a little tonight. We got handled on both sides of the line. When we're, you know, when, when Minnesota is rushing four, maybe they'll bring one or two guys uh, once in a while. But other than that, we, we, we could not handle either side of the ball. And it was a struggle. We couldn't run. We couldn't pass. We couldn't, you know, do anything with the quarterback. We struggled on defensive line. It was just an overall struggle for for the complete evening and on both sides of the line. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, it, you know, Skip, uh, you watched the whole game, mm-hmm. uh, comfort of your, your couch uh, or uncomfortable uh, <laughs> couch, however it was tonight, I suppose. Um, it, it did feel like, you know, we had a couple of drives there to start the game where we moved the ball, but we seem to stop ourselves like we usually do. Um, but then defensively, uh, they they quickly established themselves on that um, that offensive line against us. Uh, what were your initial impressions? It definitely looked like at the beginning of the game, it was going to be a competitive game. You know, we had a few missed opportunities, but, you know, it we were going for it on fourth down twice on the opening drive. So it felt like we were going to be in this thing. Uh, and then that feeling went away very fast when we just could not stop the run at all. Um, it it reminded me uh, back to like the Colorado State Ram days when their defense, you would just resign yourself, and you guys aren't used to this. Like, you know, even in some <laughs> of your 500 years, you would have Nanakam Sued, you know, plugging up the hole as a run defense. But to to be on that end of the field where you just could not stop the run at all, uh, I've... And to just feel so helpless, your only, uh, you know, your only chance to win is to win in a shootout. And and I knew right off the bat that wasn't going to happen. Not with uh, Vedral, and and even anything I've seen all year from Martinez, you're not going to win in a shootout this year. So if you're just getting getting dominated on the defensive line, and you're just giving up all those rushing yards, I think at halftime like 8.3 yards a carry. Oh, I saw. it was insane. And uh, so if you're alive better like me, I, I took the opportunity to profit off of that, just <laughs> line dominance. But it, there's, you had no offense to counteract to give yourself hope after that because you're playing with a backup and you're playing in horrible weather. And then when, uh, you know, when Dell goes out, there goes any hope of kind of keeping it close to maybe getting yourself figured out at halftime. But it just felt like the wind was sucked out real early and you just kind of watch yourself them go downhill on you all day and not really a a chance that you thought it was going to stop and it didn't yeah yeah uh honky i can go in all different directions here and we can talk more about the failures on offense or defense but from a a lack of progress standpoint that's what it was tonight right we went backwards How, how do you feel like you know I'm thinking from a culture standpoint. It's almost a little bit, I mean, if I want to draw a parallel, if you think about last year's team where we throttled Minnesota. What was the final score? 53-28 to 28 or something like that. And, we, yeah. we, you know, we looked great in that game. And that was our first victory under Scott Frost. Um, you could have argued Minnesota was a similar point in the sense that they, they fell back again. They did not have a good performance and um, then they lose to Illinois the following week. We talked about this in the last Lost Redcast. But they bounced back by the end of that year and uh, started winning some games at the end of the year, which now has gone into a 6-0 and uh, win streak to start this season. Um, and if you're trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel here is the fact that that culture seems to be of it's been switched in Minnesota, right? Whatever PJ Fleck is doing, whatever he's selling to those players, they believe it right now. Boat. He's and, a boat salesman. Yeah, he's a boat salesman. <laughs> it, it, at times tonight, it didn't feel like the guys, the, the energy level seemed to be down. The TV commentary was talking about that, um, especially l- later in the third quarter when things kind of went, uh, you know, became a landslide. Um, you know, how do you, how do, as a coach, how do you try to rally these troops here? 
especially with a bye week and two weeks to kind of sit in this muck and 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 get the culture going back in the right direction because <laughs> it did not look good tonight. They, the yeah. guys were not focused, not ready to play, not ready to compete for four quarters. Sure. I mean, I think if there was a play of the game tonight, I almost say it's the first play of the third quarter. Um, you know, at halftime, it's only 14 nothing. as horrible as that first half felt. And it was a bad first quarter. And John and I kept looking at each other and we're like, well, it's only 14 nothing. I mean, you know, you can dumb luck. You might fall into a touchdown and it's 14 to 7, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a game. And so what's that first play of the game? They come out there and frost at halftime. He had talked to Husker Sports, the radio the radio group and had made the statement that this was horrible and embarrassing and they he brought the team out and they were running drills on the field at halftime I and mean, he was basically making these guys you know trying to instill some toughness and urgency in them and yet the first play of the, the third quarter and this is where you got to credit pj fleck he comes out there and they run a, a play action pass and it was right at the point where you expect that defense to just come up and fly and like we're just gonna kill you and they ran a little little play action on us, threw it over us, went for 45 yards, and just set the tone of the whole second half past, you know, after what we had just gone through in the first half, right? So the point is that we just, at, at no point did we really pose a threat to a team that this was not Ohio State. This was not the best the team. The team that I've, I watched uh, almost lose to Georgia Southern, I think, or whatever oh my it was. Gosh. South to go to state, and that was a like a week zero game or whatever. Um, yeah, so let's talk about. So this is a good segue to the offensive, their offense, and, and our defense or whatever. In the sense, what Minnesota was able to do tonight was establish a run game, and that's why made that made that play action pass so effective. Is that we had 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 to put all of our um, efforts into stopping that run in the first play. They do the play action. Bomb to um, was it uh, Johnson or Bateman or one of those wideouts, and it's a 50-yard play, and it did set the tone. But that play is very effective when you're sucking everybody up to the to stop the run. And the bottom line on our offense is, is we cannot run the ball. Uh, I you you've talked about how the offensive line is this close away from making the blocks and all the type of stuff, but we just don't have a push. We don't. I, I don't know if it's it's eight, 19 games into this. Strength, talent. What what is going on with that offensive line that we cannot run the ball more effectively? Because if we could start running the ball more effectively, provide a better pocket, as we did last year at times, that's when Martinez looked really good, right? And without that, our quarterback looks um, inept. Yeah, in Honky and I, we we, we talked about that quite a bit uh, this evening. Where, you know, especially on defense, you know, we 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 came up, we tried to uh, stop the run. And obviously, when when they came out in the third quarter, we were, like Honky said, we were trying to stop the run. We we went after the run. They came up with a uh, play action, and and they caught us. And they and and we really struggled after that. And then on, you know, on offensively wise, where we, you know, they were, were again they were rushing, you know, four maybe five guys. Yeah. And, and we really struggled to to block them. And we had no run. We had. No play action. We had nothing out of it. Uh, we, we just struggled all around. Yeah, we talked about Mills not really getting involved until there was about a 12-yard run I think he had in the third yeah, quarter. But I it was agree. Like, what took so long I thought long this for would be him? a Mills day. Well, yeah. John and I, the whole first half, the whole first half, we talked up until, unfortunately, Wondell gets hurt. 
Wandel's just getting thrown to and handed off to and thrown to and handed off to. And it's like, oh my gosh, we better get some other guys involved because Wandel's going to get creamed. And then all of a sudden, you know, finally the play, and it didn't even look like that that hard of a hit. But it was just like, uh, there it was. But there were plays where we're handing the ball up the middle to uh, Washington for two yards right through the tackles. Yeah. And it's like, well, where's Mills? Like, we need, Yeah, why isn't that Mills? Yeah, yeah, we need a physical yeah. presence. We need a physical run. So the first down, and there was no Mills. At halftime, we talked about getting under center and, and, and even doing something eye formation or just under center related, even if it's not eye, just single back. But just get under center and get going because some of the tempo stuff out of the shotgun was just – clearly not working for us we, we had a couple of different penalties i think under tempo where we were trying to line up too fast yeah. and we had guys whether it's illegal formations or jump off sides it's just that that just wasn't a strength for us tonight we couldn't do the basics yep yeah hey, yeah that's exactly right you we couldn't do the basics and that that's where the the progress has been halted in that sense, and it, it's it's a great time for a bye week in that sense, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. need to go back and really, um, you know, hit those those basic elemental uh, basic elements of our our offense and defense right now over these next two weeks, and see if we can bounce back. We have winnable games ahead of us. Um, look, if if we are competitive versus Wisconsin right now, that'd be a bonus. Iowa lost again tonight. Offensively, Iowa looks somewhat suspect, so maybe by the end of the year we can put up a fight there. But uh, we have to figure out how a way to get wins against Indiana and Purdue and or mm-hmm. Maryland to get to bowl eligibility and, and really kind of you know get all those extra practices. Well, I have a question. Skip, I'll throw it to you. Mm-hmm. The game tonight, did this change your outlook on the rest of the season, or did you already feel a certain way going into the night, and this just this just proved the point, or did this actually change maybe some of the the, the remaining no, it, five games that we have left? It definitely did, and and I'll say that with a question back to you because Ohio State was Ohio State, so I'll throw that under their bus, and and we did look good for three quarters against CU, and we just kind of flubbed up the fourth quarter, and so I can write that you know there's those two losses you can write off. Is um, even though I didn't want to write the CU one off, but I think where I'm most disappointed, and what I haven't seen the progress in all, all year, all off season, a lot of the hype was which you were uh, boasting the most about Honky, and it was reported everywhere was like the weight room, you know, and the in the player accountability in the weight room, and how we were going to get back to having a good O line, D line, and just seeing that hype of man, we're going to get back to those more that classic. We're going to win in the fourth quarter, and we're going to win in the third quarter, and we're going to wear you down, and, and we're going to have that containment. And I just haven't seen that this year. I guess that's the area I've been the most disappointed is we're getting dominated. You know, my expectations were tempered. I didn't expect, you know, the 1994 offensive line to come out. I, but just to, like, we were going to hold our own there is what I thought this year. We are at least going to hold our own, and we're not. We're getting hurt there big time. And so that would – when that show tonight against Minnesota and not versus Ohio State, yeah, that changes my outlook on the rest of the year. Um, yeah, not against Indiana, but against the rest of the teams. It's like, I don't think we could beat Iowa. You well, I, I think that's totally fair. And, I mean, John, you know, we talked about that. Let's let's talk offensive line first before defensive line. Offensive line, yeah, this isn't the, the 94 pipeline. You know, sure. will be the first one to say that. 
But I felt really strong about the, the front six, the top two units of the D-line. I think they have played, for the most part, really well through the first six games. They've held up really well. And tonight, I know they played a team that has, like, you know, 400-pound guys and all that, you know, BS. But the reality is is that those guys haven't got 100-yard rushing performances against Georgia Southern and a number of other teams up until they played Illinois. And we, we ran for 300 yards in Illinois. So the point is that this is not a great O-line as big as they are. And yet tonight, they totally controlled this D-line. That, to me, was more... You know, concerning I agree. The That's part. actually my. I, I I questioned the run game for us, but I was like, "Oh, the D line will be all right." But I mean, John, we didn't see that, did we? Absolutely not. I, I completely agree. I I did not see that tonight, and I I was surprised. I was expecting something completely different, where our defensive line could actually, you know, make some progress, make you know, make some push, make them get in the backfield. Yeah, absolutely. Do something. You know, make them do something that they're not accustomed to, and it just did not happen tonight. And you know, where we're not getting any push, they were essentially allowed to do whatever they wanted to do. We did go to a four-man front at times. It felt like, right? I mean, we ran mm-hmm. some four-three, um, and a lot of times it felt like uh, we, we would have some sort of contact with that running back at the line of scrimmage, or maybe you know, yard or two past it. But then he would be able to bounce off and roll, and then you know, he's. You know, picking up eight, ten, twelve yards afterwards was a lot of after contact, um, you know, yardage going on there tonight. Yeah, I I'd absolutely agree. There was a lot of missed tackles tonight, where it looked like we we're in a you know a decent position to make a play, and then we had missed a tackle, and they're they're you know going forward for another three to four yards. Yeah, they, right. they took took advantage of it all night long. There's no doubt. You know, I we're getting a you know this is just we're pretty close to the, the post game right now. Again, this is rapid reaction. Um, you know, we're getting a little bit of reaction to one of our tweets where we talked about tonight's game was unacceptable, and uh, a couple of the people that are responding are basically kind of saying they're calling us out a little bit, and I'm totally this is fair. It's fair to call us out that uh, we're saying it's unacceptable. That you know, what I can tell you is we're not giving up on anything. Let me be very clear about this. We're not giving up on the team. We're not ge- we're not calling for heads. We're not saying somebody shouldn't be here anymore. We don't need crazy changes like that. We've had 20 years of that and where did that get us? What I'm saying for what I'm, what I'm purely saying is that tonight's performance is unacceptable. And I think where you would hear the biggest echo isn't from John, isn't from from Skip, isn't from Dave. It would be from Coach Frost. I mean, we were saying, John, you and I were saying the same thing in the first absolutely. half. We're like, this is absolutely unacceptable. This is a terrible performance. And yeah. before I could even tweet the thing out, I'm seeing from Husker Sports that Coach Frost is literally saying the same thing to the team. And, and I guess, you know, if I'm trying to be optimistic, if I'm trying to turn this into a positive looking forward, is that literally the same things that we're seeing, I can promise you, Redcasters, the coaches are seeing too. The coaches are feeling too. There, this is not a, a Mike Riley's not going to walk in the door tomorrow and sit there and say, "Well, we got the crap beat out of us, but you know what? We did throw seven, in, you know, completions in a row in the fourth quarter, and and you know, and drink your your coke, and everything's fine." No, I mean Frost isn't going to try to like feed you any of that stuff. I mean, we have the right people in place to get this fixed. I I, I will never waver on that. This just. Specifically, if I had to pinpoint a, a three-hour period of time, this did not feel like progress tonight. 
No, you, that's all. I, that's all I'm getting at. That, this was not progress. To tonight. say something's unacceptable is not saying you don't support him. You want him fired. That it's pathetic. Those are all different words. I mean, you can have a a child come home with a C on a report card and tell them that's unacceptable. Doesn't mean you support. <laughs> doesn't mean you don't support them. And then you're not encouraging them to get better. I mean, there's a difference between saying that's pathetic well, and that's unacceptable. And well, Skip, Skip, I'm. I, I to be quite honest, I'm glad I'm the one that wrote the tweet. Because I am, I am Mr. Scarlet Colored Glasses. I mean, you know this as well as anyone. Yeah, right? Oh I mean, yeah, I, I we, know we I, all do. Yeah, I mean, I, I get called out all the time for oh my gosh, honky, you know, you know, let it go a little bit. Like you, you, you think everything's 1995, and and it's not that I do. It's it's that it's that I do believe in the team. I do believe in the process. I do believe in the program and all those things. And tonight was one of those moments. I mean, this. To me, this was the down moment of the year. This Ohio State wasn't because, by the way, I was sitting there watching with John, and maybe you and I should never watch a game again together. I don't think we, should. <laughs> we, we probably shouldn't. But the reality, and Dave should never go to away games, right? But true. But the reality is, is that we're watching this game and we're like, look, we understood what Ohio State was. Sure. I mean, we watched that and we go, my God, those that, you know they've got lottery guys all over that team. But we're watching this game tonight and we're like, this is this is not a good step forward. Now. That doesn't mean that that defines the rest of the season. Okay, this this was a terrible night. This was a terrible game. And that doesn't mean that we're going to turn around and lose the next two. It doesn't mean that getting some bye weeks isn't going to benefit us and heal us up. Um, there's a lot of good things that can still happen the rest of this year. My point by saying tonight was a disappointment, and this is a step back, is that it just flat out felt like it was. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anything better. I mean – Redcasters listening, you're you're probably ninety percent of you are probably agreeing with me on that. It, this just didn't, I'd like to wonder what, what to the ten percent who disagree then say if they don't feel like it was a step back. <laughs> like why wasn't it? Uh, yeah, if anybody's fighting back on that tweet, honk, I think it is how they are interpreting, interpreting that word. word. Yeah, but that word. I disagree um, with their interpretation. Being unacceptable. Um, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about that, and I'm sure. Um, you'll still maintain your reputation as the man with the um, you know, strongest colored, colored glasses in the universe. So I appreciate that, man. I, I, you know, it, look, I am not. That means a lot, actually, to me, because I'm not turning on this program. I mean, that's pathetic. Now, it, it, let me just put it this way: if somebody turns on the program because of one night's game, that's pathetic. That's unacceptable. That's an overreaction. This is a that's rapid a, reaction. That's an yeah, overreaction. We, we are. Exact, Dave. That's we a, talked about that. We are a rapid reaction. We are not an overreaction. There's a huge difference. If you want to listen to overreaction, there's a couple of different channels you could listen to. This is a <laughs> rapid reaction. Our rapid reaction was that was not a good performance. That was a pathetic performance tonight. But that doesn't define the rest of the season. It doesn't find, define this team. It doesn't define this coaching staff. It just defines tonight's performance. Yep. And tonight's performance. I mean, that that's just that's the worst performance I've seen this team playing dave skip the three of yes. us we were in boulder yes. we've watched that game uh john you and i sat there and watched ohio state together yeah. we've watched those performances this was by far to me the worst performance i've seen this team play all year hands down not even close there's not a close second yep yeah no i agree with that that's that's a fair statement yeah. I, cool. All right. <laughs> well, I, I think that is a rapid reaction. I think uh, we'll have a lot more to, to kind of stew over um, in the next couple of days before we do our full show. Um, 
But uh, hockey, do you want to uh, have any closing thoughts here, or should I take us out? I got, I got one. If you don't, skip fire away. Man. You know, uh, last night, former Nebraska quarterback Patrick O'Brien uh, went twenty-five of thirty-four for four hundred twenty yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Though it was against New Mexico, uh, I think my point is maybe instead of the bye week, Nebraska can find a team on New Mexico's level to just kind of grease up the old change in stats, <laughs> and that would do better than just sitting around steaming over this for uh, thirteen days. That's a good point, Skip. It's good to see the POB is finding some success. Um, hockey? Uh, I'm kind of wishing Colorado right now was like, you know, lightninged out and we'd have to play Bethune-Cookman next week instead. But you know, Yeah, we could use yeah. a Bethune-Cookman right now. We, we, we probably could. I don't know. John, do you have any, any, great, uh, any great wisdom here? Le- uh, you, leaving you us? Know, tonight was a setback, obviously. And I think, you know, we're looking forward. And I think there's some positives that we can see from this. And, and going forward, tonight, again, we had a lot of struggles. But we got to buy a week. We can move forward. You know, we, we, can, we can see that, you know, there's a, there's a bowl game in hit. And I think we're, we're good with that. And I think, you know, some of the, the goals that we had uh, beforehand, they're, they're just not attainable at this point. Yeah. But I think we can move forward. And I think we, we can still move as, as – for better than what we did last year, and I think that's progress, and I think that's what everybody wants. We want progress. Yeah, you know, I I can already see that our next week's show, the audio leading into it might be me trying to find a you know Ad Moose's audio of him saying we just need to get to six wins before the season started to get those extra that's bowl right. practices because that right. that literally right now that is the number one priority I think for this team. It, mm-hmm. We. Or we can officially stop looking at, at winning the West. That's not going to happen, even if we get a good win or two. Even if we go in, we can right. beat Iowa or Wisconsin or you know pull off something that right now feels very un, unwinnable based off of what we saw tonight. Even if we can do that, it still isn't going to win the West for us, and that's okay. Progress still means getting back to a bowl game for the first time since 2016. Absolutely. Progress still means that we got a recruit today from Georgia that is number 14 in our recruiting class and Absolutely. we'll talk about that more in, you know this this week later Dave so there's still progress there is progress being made it's just what we saw tonight on the field it was tough for everybody and I, there's nothing as rose colored as and scarlet colored as I'd like to be there's nothing I can say to make anyone feel better that watched what I watched yeah this, I hear this you. was a I hear you. thorough Big Ten, when I've talked about we need to win a Big Ten game in a Big Ten style, we got beat tonight in a Big Ten style. They beat <laughs> us down. And this wasn't Wisconsin. This wasn't Ohio State. This wasn't Michigan. This wasn't Michigan State. And, by the way, I could keep going down a list of another yeah, three I or am, four I'm teams close. before I would get to the team that actually did it to us. Both That's sides the, of the ball. Both sides of the ball. That's the disappointing side. And it wasn't a star-ranking issue. It wasn't a lot of those things. This was just, I don't, it's a rapid reaction. So I, I haven't had a chance to break it all down, but I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm thoroughly shocked at how poorly we played tonight, Dave. I'm, it, that's it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying that if there is an opportunity for progress to be made out of this loss, it we'll see that over the next two weeks with this, how this coaching staff, um, you know, approaches coaching up this team 
to come back out and have a better performance against Indiana in two weeks. And, and then we'll see the progress because uh, there's a lot of coaching moments here. Um, and if our culture is to get to the point where it needs to, to get to, um, here, here, maybe there's a leap forward that comes out of this because it, that's, that's the only place you're going to find progress. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, let's call that a rapid reaction for now. That's a go big red cast. Beat the bye week. Here we are. Beat the bye week.